and welcome back to the Potentially Podcast. We're so glad you guys came back to listen to today's episode. I hope you guys are having a good time in quarantine. Today, I thought we could talk about prenups because I have had a few friends in the past who have mentioned it to me that if they ever get married, they're for sure going to get a prenup before they decide to get married, which is crazy to me. (laughs) I've had a few people talk about this before, and I definitely have some feelings about prenups. And so for those of you out there who don't know, a prenup is just a contract, an agreement that you and your significant other come to before you get married. And it basically determines what would happen in case of a divorce. And it's supposed to take away the uncertainty of what would happen in a divorce filing, the ugliness of what would happen in a divorce filing, because all of these things are decided beforehand. Now, I think it depends on what state you're in, but a lot of people think that if you have a prenup, that means whatever you put in the prenup will go and everything will be fine. But a lot of what I've seen and... Maybe it just depends on the quality of the prenup or the legalese that I don't quite understand in all the prenups, but it's not necessarily airtight because what I've seen from research is that judges can decide that um, basically what you put in the prenup isn't fair anymore and the assets that you have acquired can be more subject to this versus the assets that you had before you were married. So a lot of people think that if they give a, get a prenup, that means they're not going to have to give any money to their spouse if they were divorced, that they can just keep whatever it is that they want to keep, whatever it is that they made. But that's not necessarily the case. It has to be deemed like fair, I guess, in the eyes of the law. And that kind of varies depending on whatever state you live in, whatever agreement you came to, how long you were married, if you have kids, yada, yada, yada. And I know that there's a lot less scrutiny for your assets that you had before you were married versus after you're married. So a lot of people think that this is just a way to not have to deal with splitting anything with their spouse, but that's not quite the case. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I would never get a prenup, I don't think. I mean, I didn't when I got married, but I think some people like to get them if one person was really wealthy before the marriage and the other person was not at all. Because I think some people are nervous that someone's marrying them just for their money and it's not going to end up working out. But if you think that, then I would just question why you're getting married to that person in the first place. Yeah, so I... I tend to agree with you for the most part. I, In my situation, Jacob and I's situation, I would have never agreed to a prenup. He would have never agreed to a prenup. We were both young. We had no assets before we were married anyways to protect. It would have just been basically saying like, in the future, we plan on getting divorced. And we've talked about on this podcast before that both of us going into the marriage, that was the biggest thing was that we aren't going to get a divorce. And again, all the same caveats, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship or you're with a cheater or you're with somebody that, you know, these extreme situations, I'm not saying that you can never ever get a divorce or that it's never a suitable situation in which you should get a divorce. I'm just saying that you should try really, really hard not to because once you make that commitment, I think it's really special. I think it's really important. I think you should try to live up to that and especially once you have kids think it's really, really important. So to me, for for our situation, I just felt like a prenup would just be the silliest thing ever because you're basically saying before you get married that you're planning on this to fail. 
I agree. That's why we didn't get one. I mean, we didn't have a lot of money when we got married either, so it wouldn't have mattered at all. But going into our marriage, we're not already assuming we're going to get divorced one day. We're assuming we're going to work together through anything. So what's the point in having it? And also, me and Nick agreed to share all of our money together. We have a joint bank account and what's mine is his, what's his is mine in terms of money. So a prenup kind of just defeats the purpose of our whole idea behind that. Yeah, and I think that there are some situations where maybe I would consider a prenup. So like you said, maybe this, it's a situation where it's older people getting married, they've already been really well established in their life, they have a lot of acquired assets, and they just don't want to have to worry. They want that peace of mind that whoever they're with, they're with because they love each other and not because somebody is trying to gain some monetary value by being with them. You also have a situation where maybe you're part of a family business and you're interest in the business is also considered an asset and you want to make sure you're protecting your family. Um, I think there are some certain situations where maybe a prenup may make some sense. I still don't know if I would end up doing it, but at least like logically in my head, I can understand why somebody would do it. But for the most part, I just, I, I, I understand why somebody would be worried and why they think it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like, if you're not going to get divorced anyways, it doesn't really matter. Who cares if you sign this piece of paper? But I just think that marriage is already so difficult. And it's difficult because you're building this trust with somebody. You're building this trust that you're going to build a life with somebody and it's going to be somebody that you can rely on no matter what. And if that person is already writing up an exit strategy of how to get away from you, I just don't see how you build that trust. So for the most part, I would have to say that I just think it's a really bad idea and it leads you down this road and it gives you an exit strategy when you should be looking for ways to repair your marriage, keep your marriage going strong instead of ways to just worry about your money. Because in the end, that's what it is. All you're doing is you're worrying about your money. For me, at least, I think my relationship is more important than money. I'd rather put trust in that than thinking one day, I'm going to have so much money that I want to keep away from my spouse. Seems a little ridiculous just to me. I understand some cases where it could be necessary, but I just, I like to have trust that me and Nick will stay together, that I can trust him, which I don't think we'll ever get divorced. We don't plan on getting divorced. If something terrible happened, you know, I guess we might have to but that's not in the plan. And if we did one day, I would like to think that he wouldn't try to take all my money from me and I wouldn't try to take all the money from him, but I know divorce does crazy things to people. Yeah, and I'm sure there are definitely people out there who have gotten burned by a spouse. I can think of a few people in my own head that I've heard of in my life that, you know, left their spouse and took the money and ran. And I think that's terrible. And I wish that that hadn't happened to them. But I'm not really sure if a prenup would have saved them in that instance anyways. Because if they're kind of taking the money and leaving, yes, you can go through court proceedings, but couldn't you just go through court proceedings anyways? I mean, in a divorce proceeding, you could say that they took this amount of money or whatever from the bank. So I'm not sure how a prenup would really save people from that specific situation. I could be totally wrong. So if you know something different, go ahead and let us know. Um, but it just doesn't, it seems more like a, let's make sure that you're only getting 30% of the assets instead of 
40% of the assets or whatever it is going to be. And I don't know. I just think I just I don't like the way that people view marriage anymore. A lot of people when they get married, which again, you can do whatever you want. No, no judgment or anything. But if you're coming here because you want to know our opinions, we're just letting you know that I think a lot of people look at marriage as like, oh, I don't even want to put our money together because that's just, it's too much stress. It's too much arguing. Um, it's, I'd rather just, my money's my money, your money's your money, and let's not even get into it. And I don't think that that is the way to go because the whole idea of marriage is that you're, it's two becoming one and you're building this life together, this family together, and you're not roommates, you're not roommates who have sex. That's not what a marriage is. So I I kind of take pause at people who find that to be the solution. I agree. I think in some ways a prenup or not wanting to combine all your money or a similar situation to that is just showing you're scared of that true commitment of marriage. Marriage is really putting all your stuff together and having finances together for some people is definitely a struggle point in marriage, but you have to do it. I question people who want to keep their finances separate, like what happens when you have kids? Whose money is going towards the kids? I think that's one of the biggest problems is once you have something you're both going to have to contribute money for, how do you decide whose money is worth more? Right. And it's also kind of taking away the fact that you're going to have these emergencies in life. And as a family, you should be going at it together. Like, let's say somebody has to get this emergency surgery. So the person that has to get the surgery and take time off work and everything else, like, are they expected to pay for that all by themselves because it's their surgery? What if they don't have the money to pay for it? Are you just going to say, oh, too bad. I guess you can't get it done. Like, because that's what, I mean, you wouldn't pay for something like that for a roommate. So, you know, your money separate is like, where are these hard lines that people draw? And I just think it's not... I guess I just don't see it as making you a family then. Like a family goes at things together, solves problems together. And whether it's a surgery or a vacation you're saving for or kids school that you're paying for, whatever it is, or even the fact like you have stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads who aren't making the money, but they're contributing a lot to the family. They're raising the child during the day. So does that stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad not have any value when you go to get divorced because they did this job for you for 20 years, but they weren't the ones bringing in the income, so now it doesn't matter. I think when you look at it as a dollars in versus dollars out, it just doesn't make sense. And it's never going to add up. It's never going to be equal. And I don't think there's any harm in one person making more money than the other, but I think if you combine it, it's not that hard if you're just willing to have the conversation. I think some people are just even scared to have the conversation about what are we both going to do about these financial situations. And at least in my marriage, what we do, it's easiest for I handle most of the bills. I discuss with Nick what we're going to spend on everything. But since I worry about it more, he lets me be the one who actually puts the money out there. So he knows how much money we have. We discuss what we're going to spend it on. And then I just do the actual spending because I worry about it more. Because if I didn't know, yeah, like if I didn't know what he was spending his money on, I'd be like worried about the bills all the time. Right. That's exactly why we do the same thing. Because if 
Jacob was the one that was paying all the bills, I would just be asking him every day or every week what was going on anyways. So it would just be kind of annoying. So I'm the one that kind of tracks everything and looks at it, but we just discuss whatever it is I'm going to do together. So we're making the decisions together, but I'm the one that's actually doing it just because I would be stressing about it. But if you're somebody who completely disagrees with us, they're like, you guys are crazy. I'm getting a prenup. You know, I love this person and me wanting to keep my finances separate has nothing to do with our love, nothing to do with our relationship. And you completely disagree. That's totally fine. You know, disagreements are great. We should have those disagreements. So I'm not knocking you if you don't agree. We're just kind of letting you know what we think about it. And it's just, it's just hard for me. And I don't know if it's because we got married young or what it is, or if I'm not in this specific situation, so I don't understand, but it's just hard for me to imagine having that same level of trust with somebody if I was already so worried that he was just going to take my money and run. I agree with that. And um, hopefully other people who have a different opinion from us can head over to our Instagram or something and let us know what they think. But I think part of the reason we think the same, me and you, is because of how our parents did it in their relationship too. We saw that growing up with them combining their money and treating it as one. So I think that made us think that we want to do that in our marriage too. Right. And I think it goes past just the money too. It's the idea of you really want to avoid, I have found, kind of trying to making that blame. So like, well, I make this much money, so I should be able to decide more of our finances. That's not a healthy way and it's not a good way for your marriage to really work. I think you're going to find a lot of hurt in that. And so I I think, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think when you separate your money, there's a little bit more just finger pointing, I guess, or just, or, or maybe not even finger pointing, but just the idea that, well, I make 60% of our income and you make 40% of the income. So, you know, you're only going to get to decide this or that or whatever it is. And I just, I don't think that's a really good way to create a family where you feel like equal partners because just because one person makes more money doesn't mean you're any less valuable each person brings something valuable to the table so whether you're the husband or the wife who's making more money it really shouldn't matter in the end because the whole entire goal of you going out there and working besides self-fulfillment is the idea that you're bringing in this money for the family not just for yourself it's to take care of you and your children or you and your spouse whoever it is or you and your dog in our in our situation (laughs) um so whatever the situation is i just think that it becomes so much more clinical so much more like roommates and you're just you're really losing out on the ability to build that trust with somebody there's nobody in the world i trust more than jacob no one we tell each other everything There are no secrets. Everything we do together as a team. And I think it would be really hard to build that team with somebody who I treat like a friend, but I just happen to sleep with. Like, I just, I I don't think there's a way to build that lasting bond. And yeah, sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's really annoying. Sometimes I just want to scream at Jacob when he does irresponsible spending because he's more of the spender. I'm more of the saver. And I just get so angry at him. And it's taken a while, like it's taken a few years for us to kind of get this under control where I feel like right now we're good. We have it under control. We're both on the same page, but it took a while. It took a lot of fights. It wasn't fun. It wasn't easy. So I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but 
that's why I just don't think you should start your entire marriage off with this exit strategy of what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours, and let's not mingle anything. No, that's really hard when one person is spending more than the other one too. Even if your finances are separate and someone's spending all their money irresponsibly, say Nick was doing that and I was spending all our money on things we actually needed, that would make me have a lot of resentment towards him for the fact that he doesn't care enough about our family to be spending his money on us versus what I was doing. And I'm not a spender and Nick isn't really either, but he is more than me. And we actually had discussions about that before we ever even got married, talking about how much I'm comfortable with him spending and where he needs to cut back and where I should cut back on things so that way we are both comfortable with it. And we kind of figured that out a little bit before we even got married. So it hasn't been that hard for us since we've been married, since I already knew what his habits were like and we kind of talked about it beforehand. But that just shows you it's really important to have that conversation because for every single relationship, it's going to be different. That's a really good point too about the fact that let's say your water heater breaks in your house and one person doesn't have the money to cover it, but the other person does have the money to cover it. Okay, well, if your money isn't together, is that one person expected to just pay for it? Does the other person have to pay them back for half of it? What if they don't pay them back for half of it, half of it and they just go out, you know, partying you know, on the weekends with their friends and they're wasting their money on that. Like, like Isabel said, that's going to build a lot of resentment too. So I think the idea that if you just keep your money separate, it's going to be this way to avoid all of the arguments, to avoid the heartbreak, to avoid all of these things. I, I don't think that's true. I think it's kind of a false premise. I, I don't think that that's going to avoid any of that. And as far as the prenup goes of like making sure your assets are safe, your car, your house or whatever it is, in all likelihood, you're probably living in a state where if you've been married for so long, you know, whatever house you were living in or whatever, you're going to end up having to sell it and split it 50-50 anyways. So I don't know, maybe if you're somebody who has tons and tons of invest investments before you get married, maybe it makes sense for you. Um, I don't know. I just, I think, I think it's a tough thing to get married to somebody who is already seeing the end of the marriage. Maybe for some people who have kids and are going on to their second marriage, they're trying to keep it separate because they want to have enough money to support their kids how they want. If they do end up getting divorced, that might be a reason. Yeah, that makes sense. So maybe you're somebody who has two kids with your first wife and the other person has two kids with their first husband and you just want to make sure whatever money you have saved up goes to your kids when you finally die. That makes sense. Maybe in that situation it would make sense, but to be honest, <laughs> this might not seem very nice, but I've always told my parents, like, if something were to happen to them, like, why even get remarried? Just go date somebody. Like, you're kind of past that point in your life and I know <laughs> that that's not, like, <laughs> a lot of people probably disagree with that. But I'm just like, you kind of already did the family and kids thing. Like, maybe just, I don't know, maybe you just don't need to get remarried, if that's the case. I mean, they're getting a little older now, so that makes sense. But if you're, like, 30 or something... Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're getting remarried because you got divorced versus, like, you're just older and your husband or wife passed away. But, yeah, so I guess, I guess, like, all things, there's some gray area. So it's not 100%. Maybe there are some instances where a prenup makes sense. But I think for a lot of people who are just in their 20s or early 30s and it's your first marriage, to me, it just, it doesn't sound like the best way to go. I would say if you're thinking about it, then maybe that person isn't the right person. Maybe you need to keep looking. Maybe the person you found isn't somebody that you can really trust. Yeah, or maybe you're just not ready for the commitment of marriage yet. True. Very true. 
So if you guys have any strong opinions about prenups, agreed or disagreed with anything we said, you can head over to our Instagram or Facebook and let us know what you're thinking at Live Potentially. We'd love to hear from you guys, all your opinions, and maybe something in this episode sparked your interest on something else you want us to talk about. So let us know and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.